This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, A lesson in the uh, principle of charity. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story uh, about something that annoyed me this week and something that I did uh, as a result of that annoyance. And um, hopefully something I've learned as a result of that whole thing. So here's what happened. Uh, earlier this week, I uh, went over to McDonald's to get my lunch. And I try to get there before the noon hour to sort of beat the lunch rush. Usually I try to get there just after 11, but I got there at about quarter to 11. So the lunch rush isn't quite in full swing, but it's beginning to ramp up a little bit. And this is the same McDonald's that I talked about some time ago where there's a, a lane that they built into their parking lot that is specifically for the drive through There's two menu boards outside that you can go to. There's a lane that you get in. It, by, it goes around the parking lot. And the reason why they do that is that during you know, rush periods where lots of people are coming to the drive-up window, they can avoid having cars clogging up the parking lot and me being the pedant that I am I follow the rules I use the drive-up lane there it is I use the drive-up lane uh, as I told the story from a couple months ago um, what I if you just to remind you uh, I went into the drive-up lane there was a vehicle coming into the parking lot after me they didn't use the drive up lane they just cut through the parking lot which does get to that you know to the menu boards you can do that and it does go through so they ended up cutting me off and getting to one of the menu boards but they ended up behind somebody that was ordering a lot of stuff so it was taking a long time for them to order i got ahead of them in line the person that cut me off i got ahead of them in line and had a nice chuckle when on my way and it turned into a pedantic moment because I realized that had the person been a pedant like me and followed the rules of the parking lot, it's possible they didn't realize there was a drive-up lane. That's entirely possible. But if suppose they, you know, they didn't know there was a, they did know there was a drive-up lane, but just didn't decide to use it or just decided not to use it. Say it correctly. Uh, had they been a pedant and followed the rules 
I would have ended up behind the vehicle that took all that time to order its stuff. And, you know, so thank you for not following the rules. Well, this past week, a similar thing happened. I pull into the parking lot. It's the same McDonald's restaurant. I go to the drive-up lane. Somebody that had pulled into the parking lot after me goes right through the parking lot as I make my way around to the drive-up lane, and they go right in front of me, cut me off, and they get to one of the menu boards before I get to, I get there. Uh, at some point, I think I shouted out, there is a drive-up lane! Something like that. It's a nice, fancy black car with personalized license plate. I will, I will not say on the show what the personalized license plate were, uh, uh, what was on it. I will not say, but you'll understand in the story why, why it's part of the story. Uh, a woman in her, I don't know, late fifties, is driving the vehicle, and. Uh, she gets to the to, to one of the boards before I get to one, and she gets ahead of me in line. And like I said, this is just before the lunch rush, but there's it's beginning to get there. It's beginning to show the signs of uh, increased traffic, and it'll take a um, half a minute or a minute to get to the dry uh, to the first window to pay for your stuff. Then you go up to the next one to, to get your stuff. And maybe they'll send you along to wait because your stuff might take a little longer to get made or something. But you sh but that's how it goes. So it'll take you like a minute to get to the pay window. I'm right behind the woman. And I'm just giving her the stink eye. And, and, and when like 30 seconds go by, not even that maybe, and she says, the heck with this. I'm assuming that's what she said. And she pulls out a line and drives off. And I thought, huh, there you go. Way to go. Great. Nice job. Within a few seconds of that happening, I pull up to the pay window to pay for my food. And there's the, uh, there's a, there's a, an employee who works this shift just about every day of the week. I mean, whenever I go in, that's that that woman's there. She's an older woman, and and she's uh, uh I think she's, you know, she doesn't. I mean, we we're not pals or something like that, but we recognize each other. I'm sure she sees me as a regular because I come in at least once a week, usually on Wednesdays, uh, and so she's. I'm sure she's aware of me and it's it's familiar of me a little bit. She doesn't know my name or anything, but she just says, she says, and she's one of these uh, women that will, older women that will say, will call customers hun. And she says, hello, hi hun. <laughs> she says, hi hun, did, did you have the so-and-so meal with the diet? And I said, yep. And so she says, okay, and I give her my card. So she's doing the thing. And I said, oh, I see the uh, the woman in front of me didn't want to wait and took off. And she says, oh, did she? And she's, uh, well, I'll figure out who that is. And she's looking up at the menu, uh, at the, screens that they have in there she's look up she says oh yeah she was the uh, the two cheeseburgers no ketchup no pickle and i thought oh that's just great yeah not only did she place an order and not have the the patience to wait to pay for it and pick it up and all that not only that she special ordered something which means this is something that the that McDonald's had to had to put together for her because the cheeseburgers come with ketchup and pickle on them normally and they, and I'm sure they make a stock of them 
they get a few of them ready to go just before the lunch rush in order, you know, for those that order cheeseburgers, they can just throw them in because they have them ready. Well, when you special order something, they got to make it for you. They, they, they're not going to grab up the couple cheeseburgers and scrape off the pickle and the, and the, and the ketchup. They're not going to do that. They're going to have to make it special. So, so she so she just, you know, it's just a little bit more. And that just annoyed me even more. And there I am just kind of going, And I've often said throughout my life that I'm not easily offended, but I am easily annoyed. And so I was annoyed. <laughs> and so when I found that out, I said, well, that's just great. It's just like, not like nothing like wasting food. And she did the McDonald's employee just kind of nodded. What's she gonna do? You know. So I go and I get my food and I head back to the office and I'm I'm annoyed. And I get there and and there's the social media, right? There's Facebook. That's what I'm on. I am thinking of going onto Instagram, putting my artwork up there, but that's another story, which I won't tell this week or ever. <laughs> anyway, so I get back to the office and I get on Facebook and what do I do? I tell the story. And not only that, and I'm aware that I might be that I'm doing this. I said I may be doxing. If you don't know what doxing means, that means when you on social media, you uh, a person uh, publicly shares personal information about someone they're annoyed with or mad at or thinks that the world should get on their address, their phone number, their email address, their personalized license plate and I gave what was on the license plate now and I put that up there and I said the woman's an asshole and some people started to react had a little fun with uh, the personalized plate what it might mean it might mean and I'm not gonna I'm not, again I'm not gonna say what it what it was but some people had some fun with it and then I have a friend who reminded me of something? He reminded me of my of of my attempt to uh, practice the principle of charity. Now, the principle of charity, as I understand it, uh, part of it is to never assign malice to simple human incompetence, and it also is the idea of um, you know. Uh, Walking a mile in another person's shoes before you judge them, you know, th looking at life through through their perspective, trying to see the world through what their through through their eyes, trying to consider what they are going through, and and being, you know, a, a, to use that as a way to understand them and to be more charitable toward their actions, to not be annoyed. <laughs> By them, and to certainly not share their personalized license plate on Facebook. So my friend reminded me of this. Uh, the way he did it was to was to uh, remind me that uh, there is somebody that the two of us know that is having a rather stressful uh, time in their life right now. Uh, arranging something for uh, for their family. Um, I won't go. I won't give away details. But arranging and 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 if that causes a certain amount of frustration 
uh, dealing with what they have to deal with to get that done. And then there was something outside of this particular stressor that just added to the stress of this. Something else happened that just piled on top of it. So my friend was saying, you know, who knows? This person may have had, may be dealing with a certain personal thing. And he referred to this thing that of the person that we both know is going through. And this, you know, in in his way, he was saying, you know, I don't know what what this woman was going through in her life at that moment. She may have had something really heavy happening, and this was just a little too much. It was just a little too much to deal with, and said, "Ah, oh, screw it, I'm getting out of here." Boom. Who knows? Maybe she got a call. From somebody saying you have to get back to the office right away, or you need to get to you know the hospital or something. You know who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this person's life. Yes, she cut me off, annoyed me. Yes, she special ordered something, and then left so the food could be, could be wasted. I mean, I don't know McDonald's policy when it comes to people not taking the you know leaving the line in the drive up and their food goes spare does i mean they 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 have a certain number of cheeseburgers they get ready for the lunch rush do they just say well they ordered a couple of cheeseburgers and they're the regular ones not the special order to everything do they put it back under the heat lamps and just send them out with the, the next customer who orders them or once it's taken out of the system once it's taken out of of the 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 uh production line and goes into a bag to head out the drive-up window if that person takes off then that's it they can't they don't send it back they just it has to be given to an employee here you can eat this or they throw it away or whatever they do i don't know and they certainly aren't going to take the the burgers that were special ordered with no pickle, no ketchup, and open them up and put pickle and ketchup on it and put it back in because that's just not worth their time. So that's not going to happen. So I don't know. I don't know what McDonald's does. I don't know what the policy is there. So when my friend, um, to get back to having a lesson and practicing the principle of charity, when my friend reminded me of that, I went, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, that's what I was started to react. I started thinking about it. Now, I didn't immediately do this. It took a day, like the next day. I thought, you know, I'm going to take this post down. I'm being an asshole here. I'm being the asshole. Yes, the woman might be an asshole. <laughs> but I certainly am being one by, by putting her license plate up on, on my Facebook page. Now... I, nobody had shared my post, and, and those that had commented on it or made any kind of reaction to it, uh, as far as I know, I, I knew pretty much most of the people that were involved. None of them, I don't, I, I, at least I hope, none of them would be somebody that would follow this up to try to, I don't know, do something nasty to this person. I mean, really? <laughs> Why would you do that? It's just She just left a couple of burgers sitting spare, you know. Uh, so I just I thought the more I thought about it, the more I realized, yeah, I'm I'm being the asshole, and so I took it down, and I told my friend, I says, yeah, I took it down. It just, yeah, and he says, hey, you know, life is too short to be annoyed by these things, and as I said, I'm easily offended 
No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not easily offended, but I am easily annoyed. Now, instead of just saying that all these years, I should have been maybe working on not being so easily annoyed. You know, I'm, you know I don't take offense at that stuff, you know, at the drop of a hat, but I can get annoyed <laughs> by something. So that's something I need to work on. And part of working on that is remembering the principle of charity uh, you know, walking a mile in another person's shoes, trying to see it from their point of view, trying to realize that, hey, that guy that cut me off in traffic, maybe he really does need to get somewhere, and, uh, you know, he's in an emergency, something's going on, he's not just being a jerk. Yeah. But, but um, I do think, though, I think that as that, as that woman pulled away, I, I swear I heard her call out, uh, by the way, I'm retired and I have nothing but time and everything's going great for me right now. I just like to wait and to make McDonald's waste food as she drove away. I, I'm pretty sure she said that. Still. Um, uh, thanks to my friend for reminding me not to be an asshole myself uh, when pointing out how somebody else has been an asshole. So, I took the post down and... I dusted myself off and moved on and hopefully learned a little something. I've learned now, though, it's time for my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll take this break, and I'll be right back. I'll be Hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ZTalkRadio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Are you looking for a science-based medical podcast to answer all your questions about health? Check out The Body of Evidence. Whether you're curious about the potential benefits of omega-3s or the potential risks of vaping, we take a look at the body of evidence to separate the noise, the hype, the lies from actual scientific rigor. We do it with comedy skits. The only logical thing to do is for me to take off all my clothes and run into the street. No, remember the first rule of podcasting. Always keep your pants on. With jingles. Some are thrilled, some are not. you lose that hair if you stop propitiating. And by, you know, discussing what the evidence has to say on the topic at hand. Or unless that is a pill. But yeah, it has, it has the side effects of bloating, gas, and greasy stool, which makes it very unpleasant. The Body of Evidence. Find it at bodyofevidence.ca or on your favorite podcast app. The Body of Evidence. Medicine that tastes funny and science made easy. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network.
And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. COVID is still a thing, y'all. Um, I'm going to talk about COVID for a bit here. Uh, and, and and when I say COVID is still a thing, y'all, just to remind you where I got that from. Uh, back last summer, in the um, aftermath of uh, George Floyd's murder and the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and and, and uh, marches and stuff that were taking place around the country and around the world, uh, here in uh, the Twin Cities, in Minneapolis, uh, there was we were watching the news one evening and there was a a, a group of uh, Black Lives Matter protesters, uh, people protesting the murder of George Floyd. Uh, uh, they were going to take to a section of. Um, of I-35, uh, right? That that runs through, runs right by Minneapolis, uh, downtown Minneapolis. They were going to be uh, doing a march there, uh, and they were gathering. And the news person was doing a live report from there, um, and you could see people gathering behind them and, and walking past the barricades and getting onto the freeway and all that. And uh, uh, a young woman comes up. From you know, walks past behind the reporter, and we can uh, hear her say something to people that are gathering. She says, "Covid is still a thing, y'all," and she starts giving out hand sanitizer. So, I just uh, we just thought that was a great moment. Yes, we're here to protest a horrible thing that had happened, and all kinds of horrible things that have been happening. And continue to happen in this country, and to uh, uh, call for change, to improve, to make things better. This is what we're here for. But we realize there's a pandemic going on, so we need to be careful. And I, I thought that was a good thing. So I just, I'll say that you know, COVID is still a thing, y'all, and I'll talk about it on the show, on occasion because it is still a thing. And now we've got what's called the Delta variant. Now, there are other variants around, but the Delta variant seems to be the one that's of most concern right now. Um, you know, in other parts of the world, like I think in the UK and in, in Australia, the, the, the Delta variant is, uh, is, a, is a big deal. And in the United States, it's starting to be something. And... Um, I've been watching some information, you know, it's like CNN, I know, you know, people are like, well, it's just liberal news, I know, but uh, they seem to be a little bit more balanced than the right-wing stuff. Anyway, um, they were talking about how right now, right now, the cases of COVID that are happening right now, as of, uh, what is today, uh, July, uh, uh, July 16th, is that what today is? July 16th, as I record this, 2021, right now, in the United States, the cases of COVID that are happening, 99% of them are unvaccinated people that are getting the COVID. 99%. Uh, and, and, and maybe more than 99%. Uh, of the hospitalizations are unvaccinated people. 99% of the 
maybe a little more than that, of the deaths of COVID, from COVID taking place right now are unvaccinated people. Uh, it's, uh, I think that uh, the report, and I'll, I'll link to it on the show notes page. Uh, go to dimland.com, click on the show notes slash blog option. You'll get to the you'll get to the, this week's show notes. And if you're not checking out the show notes, you're not you're not getting the whole show. You just you know, you're getting most of the show listening to it, but you're not getting the whole thing because you get you know, on the show notes you get the links to stuff where I'm getting this information, all that. The um, one of the things that was uh, mentioned by one of the uh, CNN CNN reporters uh, was that you know medical some medical official said right now this is a preventable disease we have a vaccine we and the vaccine works we've seen the numbers go down i told you uh, i think on the last show i talked about how or a couple shows ago i talked about how there was some it department in some government office somewhere i forget where and there was uh you know half there's like seven people in that department or something like that and six of them got covid of the set of the seven or so people that worked in that and the one person that didn't get covid was vaccinated everybody else was unvaccinated this is an unvaccinated person's disease now that's what this is sure there are some breakthrough cases and that's people who've been fully vaccinated still get the still get the virus, but they're a minuscule amount of what's happening now. They're you know just they're they're fractions of of one percent. They're less than one percent of the cases that are happening. From the from the information that I've been getting, from what I understand, that's what it is. The CNN, the CNN piece kept saying, you know, there are 607,771 Americans who have died from COVID. And 99% of the COVID cases in America right now are unvaccinated people. So it's now it's an unvaccinated people disease. That's what it is now. The worry is... The more the, the the more people that remain unvaccinated, the longer they remain unvaccinated, and the this, the variance or the, the the COVID virus that is going on among them has more chance to mutate, and the more chances it has to mutate, the more likely it is that it's going to cr- create other variants that are going to be like the Delta variant, which is much more transmissible. However, it's still not been able to to penetrate the vaccine it hasn't been able to beat the vaccine but the the longer it goes before we get people to a a level of herd immunity which is at least 70 percent of the population vaccinated the longer it takes to get there the more chances the virus has to mutate the more chances it gets to get to some variant that will bypass the vaccine that the rest of us have taken so what happens when that happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens. What happens when that happens, if it happens, is 
we start social distancing again. We start, you know, the kids are pulled out of school again. They start doing school from home. Businesses start Zoom meetings again. We start shutting down uh, restaurants and movie theaters again. We start social distancing again. We start wearing masks again. And it's all because of the, I don't want to do that, people. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You can't force me to do that. It's very disturbing right now when places like Fox News and other right-wing news outlets and right-wing politicians are doing their level best to make sure that people get infected with COVID. This is what they're doing. Don't come to my door and try to give me the vaccine. This Lauren Boebert, she's a congressperson from somewhere. You know, it's like she's. I I saw her. At, uh, I saw her little video performance that she did at the, one of the that conservative conference thing, and she's she's dance strutting in front of the stage, just saying, "We don't want your welfare, and we don't want your vaccines, we don't want your Fauci ouchie, and all this kind of shit." I mean, it's just like if stupidity was a virtue. I mean, these the, the Republican Party are saints. Speaking of Lauren Boebert, who uh, <clears throat> I would say is not the brightest knife in the harbor, she she tweeted out last September, September 2020. She tweeted this, and I'm going to read it. And the, I, I looked it up. At, this seems to be an authentic tweet from her. I'm living the American dream, she said in September 2020. I came up from welfare, standing in line, waiting for government cheese, to now running for Congress. Let's keep radical socialists out of government so that people can be empowered to lift themselves out of poverty rather than wait on government. Wait, oh, I'm, what? I'm sorry, sorry. You were on welfare. Right? You, you got the government cheese. You know, so that you didn't starve. You were getting help. You needed help. Your family needed help. You grew up needing help from society. You know, sort of a socialist thing. There was, uh, you know, some responses here. One of them said, isn't welfare a form of socialism? Now you're attacking it? One says, quoting, you know, paraphrasing what she's saying here, she, the, the person put, I got mine. Now I want to get rid of it for everyone else. Uh, another person had uh, tweeted back uh, to her, uh, you don't make any sense. Are you advocating for social welfare programs or against them? When your family was in need, you were able to eat. Yet somehow that is a bad thing? Where would you be without government help? It's just, and they, it, 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 that's, the, that's the whole you know, socialist kind of thing. But then they, then, they, then they go with the, we don't want to get the Fauci ouchie. They're going door to door. They're going door to door to force people to get the shot. They're going door to door in these communities to say, look, can we help you decide to get the, the vaccine? What questions do you have? What are you worried about? Can we give you information to alleviate those worries? Because right now, in America, this, the COVID is the disease of the unvaccinated. And right now, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, that asshole, 
who has an eminently punchable voice. You know what I mean? It's the voice you hear. You hear his voice and you just, there's part of you, and I'm not advocating violence, I don't like violence, but there's part of me, at least when I hear it, that just says, somebody needs to punch him. I don't want him to be punched. I really don't. What I do want, and I know this is going to be kind of, kind of crude, but what I do want is I want him to get COVID. I want him to get COVID bad enough where he's in the hospital. I want him to get COVID bad enough where, yeah, maybe he has to go on the ventilator. But then I want him to get better. I want him to, to recover, recuperate, get out of the hospital, get back to normal, except for one thing. He, is, he never gets, he, he, for, the, for the rest of his life, he is never able to smell or taste anything. And I want him to live to be 110 years old. I want him to live a long, miserable life where eating is just a maintenance thing. I have to eat, otherwise I starve. But he has no enjoyment from food. But you know something? I have the suspicion that he has been vaccinated. He just doesn't want his viewers to get vaccinated. Because why? Because the less people get vaccinated, the more the this COVID becomes the disease of the unvaccinated, we might be coming in for another surge. That's bad for the Joe Biden administration, and that's what they want. They would rather have some of their viewers die, or at the very least get sick and hospitalized, than to have something good happen for the Biden administration. All right, so there's an article I want to read here. This is uh, this is from the Acadiana Advocate, which is uh, Acadiana is either a town or a region or something in uh, Louisiana, uh, which is in the United States. Uh, the headline says uh, young unvaccinated COVID patients are dying at a cat in Acadiana. We're stuck in this nightmare, is a quote, but the quote doesn't get reiterated within the article so i'm not sure what's going on there but uh this as i said this is from the acadiana advocate i hope i'm saying that the word acadiana correctly because it's not easy to say uh it's written by uh megan wyatt this was uh posted on the internets on uh, july 13th uh 2021 uh the article says uh, a 24 year old lafayette a nurse and a 30-year-old Eunice pastor died over the weekend after seeking hospital treatment for COVID-19, according to social media posts from friends and family. Their untimely deaths have highlighted uh, Acadiana's divide over coronavirus vaccines, sparked lively debates, and raised important questions at a time when their loved ones are still grieving. This is now the face of what we are seeing in our community, Dr. Brittany Bear, a uh, Lafayette internal medicine physician, said uh, on Monday. Uh, and that is no longer the 70 to 80-year-old grandparents that are suffering and dying from COVID. These are 23-year-olds. They are 15-year-olds. They are 35-year-olds. They are young parents. They are people with decades left to give to their life, their family, their community. That is an unspeakable loss, and it was preventable. Olivia Guidry, 
regularly treated COVID-19 patients as an emergency room nurse at Oxner Lafayette General Medical Center. Uh, and Michael Pappas led youth summer camps as staff director of the Acadian Baptist Center in Eunice. Although there has been a lot of public speculation, many details remain unclear about the circumstances surrounding their deaths. Families, uh, I'm sorry, family and friends of both Guidry and Pappas have confirmed their positive COVID-19 test results and hospitalization in social media posts, but their official causes of death have yet to be confirmed. It also remains unclear if Guidry or Pappas were vaccinated prior to being diagnosed with COVID-19 or if they spread the virus to others in their care. The director of the Acadian uh, Baptist Center did not return a reporter's phone message Tuesday for this story. Pappas was critically ill with COVID-19 and pneumonia at a Lafayette hospital as of July 5, according to a Facebook post that included an update from the pastor's father. He died on Sunday, according to a Monday Facebook post by the Acadian Baptist Center. The CEO of, of Oxner Lafayette General issued a statement Monday evening in response to Guidry's death, noting the cause to be determined by an autopsy. Uh, will, I'm sorry, noting the cause will be determined by an autopsy. Uh, he's quoted as saying, We are extremely saddened by the loss of Olivia Guidry, a registered nurse at Oxner Lafayette Medical Center, CEO Al Patton said in prepared statement. She was a beloved member of our hospital family and dedicated to taking care of every patient who entered our emergency department. Guidry's sister, Brittany Smith, wrote in a Facebook post that Guidry was diagnosed with COVID-19 in early July, spiked with high fever, and had a seizure. Guidry was placed on a medically induced coma on Thursday and died on Saturday. Her death has sparked debate on social media because Guidry shared anti-vaccine rhetoric on her Twitter account in 2020. This vaccine has been released using recombinant DNA faster than any vaccine in the world. It manipulates your DNA at the tiniest molecular level. Do not get it. It's not safe, Guidry wrote in a July 2020 tweet. Okay, that's a year ago. The vaccines actually hadn't been out yet. Uh, it you know, released to be used yet. But she was worried about this, this uh, this recombinant DNA thing, and she was worried about that. Whether she was con she was still worried about it later on, it's unclear. But then it go the article goes on to say, she also tweeted in July 2020, am I the only one thinking they are trying to see how much they can control us? We are a straight-up social experiment. Now that's some of the language that you hear in the right-wing media. They're trying to control. This is about control. This isn't about stopping a pandemic. This is about control. You're going to be wearing a mask all the time. This, that's kind of, kind of crap. Continuing with the article. Dr. Frank Courmier, an intensive care unit physician at Our Lady of Lourdes Regional Medical Center, said virtually every COVID-19 patient he's treated in the past few months has not been vaccinated. We've had almost no vaccinated patients admitted, Cormier said uh, in a Tuesday interview. I think we've had one total for as far back as I can remember. All these patients currently, right now, are unvaccinated. 
The number of coronavirus patients at Lourdes doubled in a week, Cormier said, after months of relatively low, stable counts. He attributes the recent spike to the region's low vaccination rate, the Delta variant's higher transmissibility, and the relaxation of pandemic precautions such as masking and social distancing. There were 80 COVID-19 inpatients at hospitals across the seven parish uh, Acadiana region uh, as of Monday, which is the most since mid-February. That was exactly double the number of inpatients two weeks earlier, a rate of increase resembling the weeks leading up to the July 2020 peak of 304. Dr. Tina Stefanski, Stefanski, sorry, Stefanski, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not great with names, so I'm sorry. Dr. Tina Stefanski, medical director for the Acadiana, that's a tough word to say as well, uh, region of the Louisiana Department of Health, said she's concerned about the, co about the Delta variant and the recent COVID-19 stats, especially because more than two-thirds of the region's residents remain unvaccinated and people are gathering more frequently without masks or other safeguards against the virus. I'm definitely concerned that if we don't do something to change the course, we're just going to continue on the same course, Stefanski said uh, in a Tuesday interview. The good news is we've been here before, but the difference is that now we have a very effective intervention and, it's vac and that's vaccination. About 34% of Lafayette Parish residents have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19 which is slightly higher than the 30% rate for the Acadiana region, according to health department statistics. Louisiana lags behind most of the country with about 36% of residents fully vaccinated, compared with the national average of about 49%. The Delta variant is now the dominant coronavirus variant in the United States and in Louisiana. Epidemiologists are especially concerned about the variant because it, it appears to be more easily spread through limited interactions. The variant's transmissibility also means a greater percentage of the population would need to be vaccinated to reach herd immunity. So, and then I'll I'll put the rest of it up there, but it, it is it does go on to say that we could get to a point where uh, the vaccine is so uh, you know, has so many variants because it's there's still too, not enough people getting vaccinated. It has the chance to mutate into a variant that can be resistant to the vaccine that people have already gotten, and we're and we're back to to where we were last year. And we have another, you know, waiting for the vaccine to be developed to deal with that variant. So over we go again. Uh, I believe I've gotten to my next break. There are some other things I want to talk about as related to this, uh, the the COVID nineteen and and vaccination and stuff. So I will be getting back to more of it when I come back from this break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Doctor Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back shortly.
those other guys. The Finger. You're listening to Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Okay, um, so I, I, I looked uh, on the internets to find uh, how our percentages are doing uh, as far as getting to fully vaccinated, the fully vaccinated rates um, throughout the country, state by state. And there's an interesting... Um, correlation. It may be causation. Uh, excuse me. It may be causation. Too much beer. <laughs> anyway, it may be causation, but uh, the interesting correlation is that uh, for the 2020 election, in which Joe Biden won by more than 7 million votes, there's no fraud. He won. Um, he won. He he won twenty five states. Fearless loser won twenty five states. I will link to this in the show notes to the Mayo Clinic page. This is where I get all this information, and you will see that there's a correlation. The states that went for Biden have better vaccination rates than the states that went for Joe uh, for uh, for loser. For Trump, I'll say his name. That went for Trump. They have better now. There are. Uh, uh, I won't say that they're all over fifty percent that have gone for Joe. Not all of them. Of those twenty-five states, six of them are below fifty percent on the fully vaccinated uh, list. Uh, those states would be Nevada which is at about 43%. Arizona, which is at about 44%. Virginia, which is close to 43%. It's in that range. Illinois, which is at 47%. Michigan, which is at 48%, so it's getting close. The worst of the six is Georgia, which is at 38%, its vaccination rate. Uh, Of the states that... um, 
Let's see, do I have it listed? I think I have it listed. Uh, of the states that uh, that are uh, 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 that went for Joe Biden, the highest uh, of the fully vaccinated rate, um, I believe, is Vermont. Um, all the rest of the twenty, you know, those those six states that I mentioned, notwithstanding. The other 19 states are all over 50% fully vaccinated. In the uh, in the Trump column, all, n there are no states that are over 50% fully vaccinated. None of them. The highest is Iowa, which is at close to 49% fully vaccinated. And the lowest of the states that went for fearless loser there's a tie Alabama and Mississippi are both at at, at about 34 percent there's a tie but I do want to point out something that I saw on the Mayo Clinic page about vaccination rates when they break it down by age broken down by age the oldest group that they have 65 and up all 50 states all 50 states in the age group of 65 and up are over 70% vaccinated, fully vaccinated. That's fully vaccinated. Not just at least one dose, but fully vaccinated. Uh, let's see. Uh, all, it's, it's, yeah, uh, the, the lowest of the fully vaccinated... Uh, uh, at that rate, at that age, 865 plus, the lowest is Alabama at 72.7%. The highest is Vermont at 100%. <laughs> Which it seems like, is that possible? But that's, what, that's how the Mayo Clinic has that listed. Minnesota, just for, you know, shits and giggles, Minnesota is, in that age group, 65 plus, is at 92.7%. So that age group has, has been vaccinated. The next age group that they have is the 18 to 64. Well, then our variation of vaccination is not is quite as, you know, yeah, it's not quite as good across the board. But it's interesting, don't you think, that the states that went for Biden are uh, 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 have higher vaccination rates uh, more of the states, 19 of them are above 50%. Uh, one state is below 40%. The rest are in the 40 percentiles. Whereas compared to uh, the Trump states, none, none of the 25 states that went for him are above 50%. And, you know, and it was pointed out in the CNN report that I'll link to on the show notes has pointed out that if Trump had won the election, uh, we have to we have to believe that people would be you know Trump supporters would be getting vaccinated. You know they, they want to give they they they're like my cousin, who's a Trumper. You know give credit to Trump for their for there being a vaccine, but I ain't taking it. <laughs> it's like, oh okay, I see how it is. 
Alright, uh, uh, as if I needed another reason to hate the Yankees. <laughs> I'm going to talk some baseball here. Uh, and this, But baseball is related to COVID. Uh, this past week was a big week for baseball because it's the All-Star uh, week. It's the All-Star break. It's uh, the All-Star break comes in the baseball season just past the halfway mark. But the way baseball talks about it is, you know, after, uh, after the All-Star break is the second half of the season, even though we were already in the second half of the season a little bit before the All-Star break happens. But that's just how they refer to it. So the second half of the season begins. So the, the way they do the All-Star break is... Um, the last games before the break are on Sunday. Then there's no games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, but there might be a game on Thursday. I'll get to that. So Monday, what they do for the All-Star break is they have a celebrity softball game earlier in the day, and then that night they have the Home Run Derby. On Tuesday that night, they have the All-Star game. Wednesday, Nothing. Thursday, this year, and I don't know if they were doing this in years before, but this year they were gonna what they wanted to do was they were gonna have two teams play. All the rest of the teams still have Thursday off. They don't start playing games again until Friday. So on Thursday night, there was gonna be a big game televised on ESPN. The big game was gonna be the Boston Red Sox going to New York to play the the hated Yankees. I'll call them the New York Yankees because that's their actual name, but, you know. And this is big because in all of American sports, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry is the, is the biggest. It's the most storied. It has the most history to it. It, it, it's the most, it has the most epicness to a rivalry. Now, there are other teams in the other sports that have rivalries. When the Minnesota North Stars were in Minnesota, when they were still here, before they moved to Dallas and became the Stars, back in those days, the big rival team was the Chicago Blackhawks. And that was a big rivalry. Always exciting games when those two teams played. And they're, you know, and then in basketball, I'm not sure if it's as much of a rivalry now as it used to be, but there was a time during the 1980s that uh, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics was a huge rivalry. And those, whenever they played each other, it was always exciting. So, but the real superior, big time, great rivalry is the Boston Red Sox. New York Yankees. It's all. It's almost always an interesting game. It's almost always epic, and it's it's. And ESPN was pumping this. This is going to be big. They're going to get ratings. It's going to be great. So I looked forward to watching that game Thursday night. I know I hate the Yankees, but I still like to watch them play. I like to see them lose. So I'd be rooting for the Red Sox. Thursday night comes, I sit down, I get my laptop open because I do have, uh, because of the charity of a friend of mine that has allowed me to be able to access their, their Xfinity account, I can watch some of the, you know, the ESPN stuff and other cable type stuff on my laptop. And so I got set up, 
on, on time. I open it up and I start scrolling through the live TV channels, things just to get to the ESPN channel. And I see that ESPN has that 6 to 9, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. block listed as to be determined. And I thought, what? It's supposed to be the big game. The big game. This is the big kickoff of the second half of the season. It's the big game between the Red Sox and the Yankees. What? 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 So I click on it, open it up, and what do I see? I see the the home run derby from Monday. Well, what the hell is this? So I get my app out, uh, my, my, my phone out, and I open up the ESPN app, and I see that the game has been postponed. So immediately I think there's weather. I think there's you know lightning storms or something like that, and they just called the game off because it's not safe. <laughs> oh, no. That's not why the game was postponed. It was postponed because six members of the hated Yankees team tested positive for COVID. One of them, their superstar player, Aaron Judge. Now, you know what that tells me? What I was just talking about. The COVID is now, in America, COVID is now the disease of the unvaccinated. Now, it's possible that these six players had been vaccinated and they're all examples of the breakthrough uh, COVID cases where even being vaccinated, they still got COVID, which, remember, is less than 1% of the cases of COVID in the country now. So it's possible we got to hold out that outside possibility. But I think the far greater likelihood is these assholes didn't get vaccinated. What the hell? You know that ESPN is livid about this. They're, I'm sure they're not saying it publicly, but the executives there that were, that were excited about having this game on their network, the two big rivals... The biggest rivalry in all of American sports is kicking off the second half of the season. Six assholes got COVID because they hadn't been vaccinated. And they'd lose that game. It was a four-game series, first game of the four-game series. I guess the other three games are going to be played, but these six players, they can't play. And Boston had to check themselves, you know, check themselves because Aaron Judge was at the All Star break. I don't know about the other six players, but Aaron, uh, other five players of the six, Aaron Judge was at the All Star break. He was at the game. He participated in the game. He interacted with other players. He wasn't wearing a mask, so they had to check and see if anybody else got infected. But I guess I can't just shit all over the the hated Yankees because the manager. For the Boston Red Sox, uh, Alex Cora, I believe is his name. He had talked about, well, you know, some of my players are vaccinated, some aren't. Why the fuck aren't all of your players vaccinated? What the hell? Sorry to end on such a level, but that just sucks, man. It just it just sucks. Get your goddamn vaccine. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, I've come to the end of another show. The baseball season will continue. 
uh, whatever. But uh, get vaccinated. Come on, get vaccinated. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And I'm, I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, being a little dejected, but still reminding you to sleep with the lights off. I'll see you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going, I'm going to hell. hell.